Hello, my little bleaklings. How are you doing? It's uh, another episode, your weakness for bleakness for the week. The week of July, the first week of July, which it is currently. Uh, well done, Kieran. Darcy is here with me. He's Well, no, he's not. He's in Spain right Darcy's now. Darcy's having a warm time in Spain. Yeah, but for the purposes of this uh, podcast, he's performed a sort of Alan Moore-style magic ritual and traveled ah! back in time to record this week's episode. It is a form uh, of magic, Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> His voice, the way that he ends every sentence in the up. And so there's this sense of never satisfied mm. momentum. <laughs> when he's talking about the things that he used to know Dreamly. and the people that he used to know Alan talk Moore to. type effect yeah to want to have <clears throat> yeah that's good stuff <laughs> uh, anyway like hope uh, you know anything could have fucking we're recording this a week early basically because Darcy has to go to Spain so anything could have Don't fucking have happened to to Spain. we you have to go to Spain uh, we could be at war with Iran, uh, as we talked about in last week's episode, aka 20 minutes ago for us. We could be uh, fucking Albanese, could be deposed already, or Scott Morrison could have fucked a child or something. Who knows what Scott Morrison is far more likely to literally fall down some stairs than he is to fuck a child. Yeah, that's that's probably true. We, you probably know who the Tory leader is by now in the UK Conservative Party. And uh, uh, congratulations, Mr. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Please immediately resign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or hold elections or anything other than attempt to govern Britain. I mean, knowing our track record, that definitely means that Hunt won it. Because I think every time- Because we are wrong sh- Yeah, yeah. So Jeremy Hunt, technically speaking, can still win. Yeah. Well, of course. Boris Johnson might have had a heart attack, for instance. Yeah, I would put it past him. But he'll probably live until he's fucking or 140. this time the police might decide that there's cause to arrest him. Who knows? Mm. Uh, the point being, who knows what the fuck has happened in the intervening time period, but we're going to talk about shit that's happening now, which now. is to say a week ago and then potentially up to two weeks ago uh, for you, dear listener. Uh, but that's it. How are you doing? I hope you're well. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, yeah, let's do it. A modest house, a picket fence, a couple kids, some common sense, a job to pay your mortgage or your rent. And all these goals are understood, but misery is a public good, so come and feed your sorrows till you're spent. Well, just to come, the captain said, the icebergs are the dead ahead, the men will keep the engines fed, I have a deal with God. We're at the end of history, there ain't a hope for you or me, when workers philanthropically believe in the economy. But what a feast for tired eyes, the poison earth, the boiling skies, and everyone their own damn spies, remember when the world was wise, we no, no, no. I still don't know who starts. Is it the person who does the introduction the, or the, the person the, who does the other the person? The other person starts. So yeah. It's like tennis. If I try and think that it's like tennis. Yeah, that's literally the concept of the structure is that we just pass off to each other All every right. time so that we don't have to have this conversation at the start of every episode. I'm extremely absent-minded. If you think <clears> it's <throat> difficult for you, spare a thought for poor Robin, <laughs> who thinks that she's dating an Alzheimer's patient. Mm. Mm. Uh, this comes to us, this is the first story. Yes. Um, it comes to us from the ABC. Good old ABEX. <laughs> Your ABC, auntie. Mm. Uh, Telstra facing investigation over selling, quote, unaffordable contracts oh, uh, to vulnerable Australians. Mm. Telstra, of course, formerly being the 
state-owned national telecommunications uh, yes. agent, now the unprincipled, unaccountable, rapacious bastard from hell, thanks to John Howard. Yeah. Yeah. And at no increase in efficiency. Thank you very much. Of course not. No. It, a manifest uh, uh, detriment to our telecommunications infrastructure. The reason that I have to switch from one shitty internet form to another shitty internet form is because they won't repair the fucking cables in the fucking street. Do you know it's funny you should say that? Because I also had to go from IINet to Optus mm. shit thing. The Are you on 200 thing? or 500? 500. Uh, see, I'm on 200 and I'm angry about that. Yeah. Because I can't... They The salesperson, speaking mm. of... Speaking of lying bastard telecommunication salespeople, yeah. said, look, why don't you start with the 200, because it is cheaper, mm. and if you want to upgrade to the 500, just let us know and we'll switch you over. Yeah. So when 200, because it's a fucking wireless 4G SIM card crap, 200 gigabytes gets you a look at a newspaper, basically. Yeah. Um, so I said, oh, we're going to need <clears> 500. And they said, oh, you have to pay for the modem again. And I said, you s- "Why do you have to pay for the modem again?" Because it's a because it's a separate product. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding you. That's even though yeah. it's the modem that I've already mm. paid for. That's in my bedroom that I can yeah. see that I was shaking at the phone, but it's here. Yeah. I'm like, no, but it's a different thing. Yeah, I see. So I'm stuck on two. Well, this is this is. I've just had to tune down all of my streaming services to Blurovision so that they yeah, don't, yeah, don't clog it. <clears throat> the thing about. Uh, the internet thing, and we'll. I'm, I do want to get to the legitimate news story, but I want to personally gripe a bit as well. Yeah, first. No, that's fine. Uh, it, uh, it's a depressing story. We'll <coughs> get some fun in before I start. Yeah, IINet was so shit house at they just ignored me uh, for like a couple of weeks. They would take my call or whatever, or ignore my call. Did they keep making you do the troubleshooting fucking thing that takes an hour, even though you'd told them already what the problem was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know what the problem is because it's happened five times in the past. When they were under previous management, they were quite a good company. TPG! TPG bought them and they went to shit. So, I believe this is what Noam Chomsky talks about when he's talking about manufacturing consent. (laughs) When it came to switching to Optus and they were like, yeah, that's all set up. We'll send your modem out. I was so relieved at the simplicity of it that for a second I was like, fuck yeah, Optus. Yeah, I'm an Optus man now. I also, for a brief second, <clears throat> experienced a shameful yeah. moment of corporate loyalty. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized- It that only they- takes a couple of days to be like, oh, they're bastards as well, but at least- at least bastards. Optus were actually the original bastard yeah, telecommunications yeah. firm in this country. Yeah, they've just <laughs> flipped slightly to a thing. But of course, yeah, it's my only option because the cables are rotting in the straight. We're not getting the NBN until next year. So fucking- another two years. Yeah, probably. probably. Well, we were supposed to get it in, I think, 2017, and it's been pushed back every down the road, has it? Uh, and then, yeah, no cable infrastructure here either, so I'm shit out of options. I got to go with the option, which is usually used for, like, remote regional centers that need to be able to contact a hospital. Yeah, it's uh, awful. They've effectively repackaged as a home solution because of the fucking woeful state of the infrastructure, which Telstra, previously the publicly owned telecom, has left us with. And that loops us back around to the story. Which is that they are essentially uh, tricking people into purchasing unsustainable contracts. Yeah, I'm not even fucking remotely surprised. What I am surprised by is that they're getting investigated. 
Well, it's funny you should say that. So, the uh, and I say this because uh, Amy Bainbridge, whose story this is, mm. essentially opens uh, her article with, quote, In a rare move, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission confirmed it was looking into whether Telstra breached consumer law. All right. Yeah. Shouldn't be a rare move. No. That's what they're for. But it yeah. is, as she says, a fucking very surprising yeah. move. It's interesting that these things- It was the same with the bank- I know that this was a royal commission, but the banking thing was like, it only ever gets investigated when it gets to the point that it's so endemic that it's like half a step away from just becoming normal process. Yeah. So, essentially, what's happening is customers are paying literally tenfold- what they believed their contract was worth mm. because the salespeople have essentially, it sounds like, been instructed to uh, present these contracts as fixed rate contracts yeah. without excess data uh, attached to it. And because mm. these people live in regional Australia, yeah. burn through data yeah. like an absolute maniac. And when you get across that threshold into the point where you're paying for extra data, it's remarkable how something which allegedly costs, of course, in reality, it costs some fucking next to nothing. But according to the sort of structure of the contract is like, oh, this is something that we can provide you this like 100 gig for 50 bucks or something. And then miraculously, it turns into one gig for 50 bucks once you cross that threshold. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, it's deranged. It's deranged. In fact, um, before I tuned down our streaming services, mm. Robin did like one evening's televisual binging. Mm. Not an exceptional amount of streaming yeah. for people with a fixed line. Yeah. Um, and that was 50% of our data. Really? Yeah. Fuck. I haven't even looked at the... So, if you are on um, uh, a 4G thing, make yeah. sure your uh, streaming services are set to their lowest resolution which you can't do through your device you have to do through your account on their like your account page on their websites yeah yeah um frustratingly i haven't had a problem with it yet but i'll, I'll double check I'll you should be okay check. with with 500 yeah so we have we have a um financial uh consultant from broom who puts it in extremely uh, blunt words. Uh-huh. He says, the problem is Telstra have decided to instruct their sales staff to sign up poor people to unaffordable contracts mm. that leave them with massive excess data bills. Sure. Telstra do not listen when people say that they can't afford it. Yeah. And we've literally got cases where people who are on fixed incomes are going into Telstra shops mm. because they want to get a cheap burn a phone or because their phone has been damaged and needs repair and are leaving with new contracts. Yeah. Which sales staff are literally telling them are in line with their fixed incomes mm. and receiving bills. If you're on a fixed income, a $2,000 a month phone bill yeah. is your grocery expenses for, I'm thinking something in the region of five months. Right. Pretty close to. Is it what, you're looking at um, about $125 a week. Sure. That you're getting from a fixed income. Mm. 
Uh, it's completely unconscionable, and it's not a case of some people have been irresponsible with their data usage. It's yeah. a systemic issue, especially in in um, Aboriginal communities yeah. out in Western Australia, the Northern Territory, basically everywhere that isn't Tasmania is being investigated by this. Yeah, but remote communities—they're not going doing this so much in the cities. Yeah, uh, I suspect because in the cities there are just more generous plans available because of the local infrastructure yeah but regional communities specifically um aboriginal communities covered in this article people are being deliberately set up to have uh debt yeah of course of course it doesn't fucking surprise me in the least uh i remember when uh, we were youngsters uh mads fucked around with a contract uh sort of situation but of course, like, <clears throat> if you go for one of the slightly more expensive contracts, they have it set up so that middle-class professionals can pay their bill and get as much data as they want and stuff. Yeah. But because we were fucking, like, 19 or 20 or something and had shitty jobs and not a lot of money, she went for the cheaper one that was, like, the same monthly cost as prepaid or thereabouts, but, you know, you get a phone and stuff or whatever. And the first time that she... uh went over the limit, they suddenly charged her a whole bunch of fucking money that she couldn't afford. And she, uh, understood that the way to get that shit canceled was just to be like, you didn't tell me about any of this fucking stuff and I'm going to kick up a stink until you let me off the contract. Yeah. Which worked out, but obviously people in regional centers and shit don't have recourse to that. And that's kind of a social skill that you learn from watching how terrible society is anyway that you've got to be like all right i have to inhabit the spirit of a frustrated mother whose child has gotten a bad mark like at a private school that's the kind of spirit <laughs> yeah. that you what are you going to do about this possessed yeah. Of. yeah 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 so like Completely. that doesn't fucking surprise me at all uh telecommunications companies are built on the bedrock of tricking people and exploiting them i think it was sms messages uh <laughs> I think it was those SMS text things uh, where it was like literally no cost differential between not sending and sending a text because they had to keep like the conduits open or something. I think it was that. And that this being back in the day when you would get charged like a buck to send a fucking message. Yeah. It was free for them to send for all intents and purposes. Obviously, they're trying to recoup some uh, overhead costs and whatever, but like... Yeah, it's for sure. There are costs involved with giving away uh, data space, but they're absolutely infinitesimally smaller than the fees they're charging. Yeah, and yeah. some of you at home may be thinking, why on earth would Telstra charge people for more than they know those people can pay? Ah. What's in it for Telstra? Well, it's very simple. Once you've established that your customer can't pay their two thousand dollar debt, say then you sell that debt to a private debt collector. Yep. You sell it for less than it's worth, of course, because the debt collector needs to make money off it. But mm -hmm. you have still profited enormously Yeah. by uh, taking, say, half the rate. You yeah. get $1,000 from the debt collector, money for nothing, and then they go about and remove vehicles and yeah, moneyed artifacts from people's houses. shit. Yeah. And, uh, That's what's in it for yeah. Telstra. They've effectively created an industry where they sell debt to psychopaths. Yeah. 
The weird place After having that- extorted it from people who they haven't explained commercial contracts to. Yeah, yeah. Or explained how the service they're offering functions. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's grotesque. And the, the role that debt plays as a, uh, like, personal debt as a, as a chip uh, in fucking making money for people is, like, disgusting. The GFC being the kind of the concept writ large with really large assets. But absolutely. Yeah, absolute bread and butter practice for, for bloodthirsty companies. Well, debt is basically the lubricant of capitalism. Yeah. You can't have it without it. Yeah. It's the uh, essentially at the at the root of all of the fear mm. and anxiety that drives capitalist behaviour yeah. is debt. And if you can push it onto the poor and disenfranchised, it's like a serial killer tr- choosing to kill prostitutes. Like even better, it just makes sense. And the fact is, with with the sort of you know modern life being what it is, mm. if you have a house that you live in, whether you're a renter or not, yeah. There is a thousand dollars worth of stuff somewhere in that property that a debt collector can get hold of. Yeah, yeah. You know, it will leave you with bugger all. Yeah, it will cost you more than a thousand dollars to replace it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because they're looking at resale value. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Telstra essentially, this is this is what happens when a mm. public utility is turned into a profit-seeking corporation. Yeah, yeah. It becomes a fucking shambles. It becomes a shambles and it just... Oh, sorry, yes. becomes a shambles and it dangerously, dangerously, dangerously destroys people's lives. Yeah. People that it's meant to serve, the community that it's meant to serve, uh, become effectively just prey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they like it. Well, what a cheerful world. I told you it was a depressing story. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Should we push to something more cheerful? Yes. Uh, Well, there's a slight bit of cheer in that it's being investigated. Yeah, yeah. But probably Scott Morrison will change the law to make it legal. (laughs) Yeah. In line with his red tape cutting that we discussed last week. Mm. Mm. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. Uh, I have a nugget of very cheerful uh, human... It's a human interest story, really. Oh, good. About how one man has a very compassionate... Uh, point of view, that man being Peter Dutton, uh, and we'll open it with a, a quote. Uh, you could question whether people needed medical attention. He's talking about medivac people. Right. Some people are trying it on, he said. Let's be serious about this. There are people who have claimed that they've been raped and came to Australia to seek an abortion because they couldn't get an abortion on Nauru. They arrived in Australia and then decided they were not going to have an abortion. They have the baby here, and the moment they step off step off the plane, their lawyers lodge papers in the federal court, which injuncts us from sending them back. This is uh, in an article from The Guardian, Peter Dutton talking to Sky News about the, the injustice that his department of uh, inhuman brutality has faced in preventing people from coming to Australia, with a very sympathetic position mm. that... Uh, these that specifically women are taking advantage of the medivac provisions to to come to australia uh under what he's saying are false rape uh claims now there's a few angles to this mm. firstly his his supposition or his like base position depends on he's quoted as saying that like undoubtedly there are a portion of the people with bad character which is the big sort of furphy that the whole uh absolutely criminal enterprise yeah. of the concentration camps that our country runs 
operates on, that they're bad people. Because a percentage of any given group of people will have an asshole. Yeah, like, but... Uh, well, yeah, generally speaking, yes, but also, like... They plenty most, of people mostly we let in legally are not. of bad character. Yeah, Peter Dutton is a bad character, Peter but we've Dutton given him the fucking... Substantially worse than bad character. The job Peter of- Dutton is an <laughs> evil man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out so and that's, out. So that's the one supposition that he's he's going on, and then he's very upset that uh, the medivac bill means that he can't stop people. It's like a hundred people or something mm. uh, overall that he can't stop them coming onto the country. And then by suggesting that uh, yeah, women are making up rape claims or claiming that they want an abortion and they're not having an abortion. To which I would say, firstly, I don't buy. Dunn's, I don't buy it at all. Uh, but of think things. of the implications if it's true. If it's if it is as he says it is, he yeah. is essentially saying, "I have created such an untenable situation yeah. that people are having children just to escape my fucking insane regime." Yeah, yeah. It's not true, but if it is, that's well, what he's saying. Well, here's the other implication of of if it being true is that I'm fucking more on side with them if they're fabricating a rape charge. Say that they just have sex and they get pregnant and they are going to have the baby. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine. They're not with the guy, but they it's all, like, above board and, and legit or whatever. And then they use that to trick the Australian government into letting them come to Australia despite their extremely draconian laws. No. Fuck yeah. Go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. What a hero. <laughs> 100%. Like, 100% I'm on board with that. You Good can't, for them. Uh, you can't ask somebody to live in a fucking concentration camp you certainly can't expect somebody to be happy about raise birthing and raising a child yeah. in a goddamn concentration camp if you play- what a disgusting thing peter dutton wants <laughs> children to be born and raised in these demon dens that he's created yeah yeah uh he is playing that his like, own little both sides of like it's full of people with bad character nobody gets raped there uh, it's fine for them in there with the murderers and the pedophiles. And it's like, yeah, what? Yeah, I know. He's coming at it from every direction. Yeah. It's his own little North Korea floating in the Pacific that he gets to domineer and uh, destroy. Yeah. Makes you sick. <laughs> um, he should be used as a permanent cricket stump fixture in a public park, just buried up to his waist. He should. He should. Uh, he's a fucking... I don't know, like, the the most chilling figure in Australian politics of the last, like, in my experience, basically, like... Well, he doesn't seem it, to have a pulse. Like, no. he does... He, he really does seem to be the physical embodiment of, mm. a, of, a, of a dark, horrible force, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The closest we have to, like, an embodied evil... Whereas Scott Morrison is emblematic of the banality of evil. Yeah, yeah. He's um, a very Arendtian kind a of Just a genuinely buffoon. stupid person. Yeah. Dutton is genuinely chilling. He's yeah. uh, walked out of one of these, uh, the Conjuring kind of Annabelle franchises, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, because he's a fact, cop. He looks I mean, quite that's... a lot like The Nun from the film The Nun. Oh, interesting. I haven't seen The Nun, but I'll take your word for it. I want to close out this story jump with another, oh, yeah, I bet, uh, with another little quote uh, on the bad character uh, angle. Uh, so he said he was sure that some of the thousand or so people coming from offshore processing uh, who had come to medical to Australia for medical treatment were of bad character. I don't think there is any question about that, he said. 
He would not provide details of those cases, nor would he say what bad character meant. I'll go into those details at the appropriate time. Imagine suggesting, seriously, that medical treatment ought to be rationed according to character. Yeah, yeah, He's condemning himself to death. Yeah. I mean, there was that whole fucking kerfuffle where he tried to claim that our hospitals were being swamped, despite the fact that we're talking about a hundred people and regional hospitals were more than capable of taking care of the thing. And then that backfired when it was like, oh, the hospitals in Nauru are swamped. (laughs) Because, you know, here's a Here's a suggestion. Don't create environments in which people's health atrophies so fucking yeah. radically that they need to be medevaced. Yeah. How's if, that for a fucking idea? If your fucking political party winning immediately within the next 12 hours causes nine suicide attempts or however many it was on Manus, <sighs> that's an indication that you're doing something wrong. A suicide attempt is not somebody of bad character being like, ah, oh, nuts. My no, scam isn't going especially out. when it's an adult committing attempting suicide. Mm. You know, if it's if it's a if it's a teenager, yeah, then you know, well, growing pains and all that. Yep. Listen to the wrong music. <laughs> sure, but if it's an sure. adult, a very if it's, a, if it's an adult, if it's a series of got a, adult a, men, yeah, you know, you've got a serious business at hand. Not like not like you know, teenage suicides. Just a sort of amusing, amusing anecdote to share as you as you as you grow. Yeah, sure. That's Character I've always, building. I've always felt that way. But when adults uh, do it, yeah, yeah, I'm being serious now. It's uh, it's it's fucking about the most terrible indictment on uh, on a government you can possibly have. Yeah. If the thought of you being in charge causes people to literally try to end their own lives, yeah, I can't think of a worse protest. And when your leadership is, uh, when you're in power and people are immolating themselves, like that's also a pretty good in- indication. Yeah. Um, the most painful possible way to kill yeah. yourself. Yeah, Jesus. Any like anybody from any discipline looking at that in a fucking vacuum would just be like, "Oh, something's wrong there," with a suicide attempt rate of sixty percent or something. I don't know how. I don't know how it actually shakes out, but it's got it's higher than the uh, population average. I would. Oh, you would I think would so. Go and suggest. Especially seems to be like punctuated around identifiable uh, events. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah. Peter Dutton is a fucking. Uh, what's, actually... what's the snappy word for somebody who does crimes against humanity? Because we have war criminal for somebody yeah. who does war crimes. A humanity. Uh, butcher criminal? used to be. Yeah. Butcher. Uh, popular. Dutton the butcher. He's a fucking. He's a monster, and the concentration camp shit is yeah one of the absolute worst things that we're doing the concentration uh camps uh yeah unfortunately there are contenders but it's yeah. uh it is a level of bleakness that even this show can't find funny yeah i'm uh, i'm a little bit worried that like the americans are kind of they took our model and they've improved it and well there was a bit so um ocasio cortez got called out by um, reactionary yeah. psychopaths for using the expression concentration camps. Yeah, that's 100% and, appropriate. Uh, well, I mean, America's, for, for what it's worth, the conservatives won't give a shit about this, mm. but America's community of academics and learned people have rallied in support of her and written in to yeah. newspapers and things saying, yes, historically, her analysis is completely correct. That's exactly what these are. Yeah. Uh, and the same is true here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, inexcusable. I think possibly concentration camp. There might be a 
doesn't uh, convey term differential because we're also not picking them up out of the community and then well, putting them into the concentration camps. We're just stopping. No, but them you don't need to. They're fucking horrible. It's a concentration camp. Basically, if you go back to the usage in the Boer War and stuff, Mm. it's literally just, this is a fortified area of overpopulation and lack of care. Yeah. That's all. That's a concentration camp. Well, it fucking fits those criteria. Yeah. It's a fucking uh, absolute debacle. We are criminals against humanity. Yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. to democracy, we're all implicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's our fucking democratic right is to feel the guilt for. I mean, the we shit have still going boundless on. planes to share. Yeah, but uh, we're not fucked if we're going to. We share only them. share them with uh, Adani. <laughs> yeah, it's not any fun not sharing boundless planes not to share. It's only fun if you don't share the ones that are there to be shared. It makes us feel powerful yeah. if we contemplate all the good that we could be doing but choose not to. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 real power. And uh, Labour Party, you're fucking completely implicated in this as well. well Labour started it. Yeah. Labour started it and Labour uh, kowtow to it. Yeah. To this day. To set it up and then to effortlessly handball it to a person like Dutton is a very even just knowing that he was in the profession should be enough. Brief, brief period him. where uh, Rudd and Gillard decided that it was a humanitarian disaster, mm. but were both immediately bullied into keeping yeah. it going anyway, because they just didn't have the wherewithal to explain and argue that border security yeah. and refugee intake. Yeah are not the same thing. Yeah. You can yeah. have borders are abstract concepts. Mm. You can't harm them by arriving as a refugee. Yeah. Border security is like, oh, we need to not be invaded by an aggressive imperial power. Yeah, sure. We don't need to be because we ceded our sovereignty to them decades ago. Yeah, yeah. In exchange for relative safety and impunity, it seems like. Yeah. Well, let's fucking move on from this black pit of uh, of uh, completely humorless tragedy and onto something. So, speaking of labour kowtowing to horrible bullshit. Yeah. Anthony Albanese's... Um, fucking what a douche. ...much anticipated leadership of the party mm. that I confess six months ago... I, too, was looking forward to. Yeah, me too. Um, has already translated into support for tax cuts. Mm, yes. They have refused to support the full package. Yeah. But they're still looking at backing tax cuts for uh, people looking at 90000 to $120,000 mm. before tax. Well, so there's like stage one, two, and three, right? And he and wants them to deliver that earlier than planned. Sure, sure. Yeah. Of the three stages that the liberals are proposing, this is the problem as I understand it. Uh, the first two have some benefits to, to sort of lower income people and, and lower middle class people. Yeah. Which labor is kind of behind broadly. And then the stage three stuff is all of the rich uh, the third stage is a flat 30% tax rate between 
$45,000 and $200,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so insanity, right? And the problem, as I understand it, is that the Liberals want to put through all three stages as the one bill. Correct. Uh, which is kind of wild in and of its own right. And Labor's problem is if they oppose stage three but support stages one and two, what do they do if the government won't break if up the bill? And- the coalition get all three stages, as it were, through at once, that's $158 billion. Yeah. Um, in tax cuts. Yeah. And yes, Labour are saying that they're going to support, as you say, the first two stages. Mm. Um, and not the third, or not the third yet. Well, yeah. The question is whether they, if it's all, if it's a one package deal, then do they refuse to support it by saying we can't support all three stages? Or do they capitulate, as I've heard argued, they capitulate on stage three with the understanding that then when they definitely win an election that they could then repeal. So on uh, the party room, Patricia Carvalis revealed that Mm. Labour MPs had shared with her the uh, growing kind of view in the party that they should stop opposing these tax cuts and that they should just let the coalition essentially maim itself and Australia to teach everyone a lesson. It was more or less the line I was getting from it. Yeah. Um, Accelerationism is a horrible, horrible yeah. tactic because it's essentially uh, a human sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. When you accelerate, you are killing and harming human beings uh, in the service of a greater cause, Yeah, which, to my mind, is exactly what socialism and socialist politics um, should be uh, most opposed to. Yeah, and also this is the Labour Party we're talking about. The whole about. point so, of this is that we don't view each other as expendable. Yeah, yeah. And this is the Labour Party, so we're expected to believe that they can successfully exploit a bomb that they lay. Yeah, after having failed to win the easiest battle in human history, which was yeah. against Scott Morrison, mm. a man who, regardless of what the competition is, should never win. Yeah. He should not be able to overcome another human being in any area yeah. of uh, comparative advantage. I don't I don't trust like the Labour Party is the sort of party who if they were given to doing say a false flag thing to foment a war somewhere. And they lost to like, Tony Abbott. Yeah, yeah. The idea of that sort of false flag thing is that like you do a false flag and then you crush them with your might and then you exploit their resources. I would expect the Labour Party to do the false flag, get into a war, lose the war, and then compromise with the now uh, in power foreign enemy or whatever. Like, they fuck up so terribly badly. The story of Australian politics over, like, 10 years at least has been uh, the Labour Party giving a concession to the right, which then quickly becomes enshrined as the status quo and never seeing anything in return. That's why we have those fucking death camps. It's why we have fucking uh, the insane xenophobia generally. Yeah. It's why we have fuck all climate change uh, I think action. the Labour Party represents some of my least favourite people on the left who swear blind that their heart's in the right place and that they believe in the right things, but genuinely, genuinely hold uh, their fellow human beings in even greater contempt than conservatives do. 
yeah. don't believe that they can explain things to... They, they, honestly, like, oh, no, no, the poor don't understand what's best yeah. for them kind of lefties who yeah, are... Yeah. extremely paternalistic. Scum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. fucking scum, just idiots. Mm. Because they prove, like, yeah, you can't explain fucking shit to anybody because yeah. you have lost track of what you believe in and what you're doing this for. Yeah. They're the political equivalent of the dude who's like, ah, oh, the G-spot is a myth. Yeah, the female oh, orgasm God, is a myth. One hundred percent. It's just they can't come, and they have built up a culture now where they can't communicate with the public, and that they assume, therefore, that the public can't be communicated with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the. <laughs> What's if- the- I never remember the, the pithy Latin uh, logic statements. Oh, the ergo hoc- uh, uh, post hoc ergo proctor hoc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, after it, therefore, because of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, it's that shit all over. It is. They are uh, also also very circular thinkers. Yeah. Um, begging the question. Uh, I I think... I don't know. what What's going to happen if Labour backs any of these tax cuts? Yeah. Is that they are then going to try and fight the coalition on service cuts. Okay, yeah. And it's going to be a fucking disaster mm. because even Scott Morrison has got enough electricity in his fucking head to point out that the service cuts are the inevitable consequence of Labour yeah. agreeing with his tax cuts. Yeah. You can't support tax cuts and oppose service cuts. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely not under the neoliberal model. And Labour's not yet prepared to walk away from the neoliberal model. Yeah. Not under Albanese anyway. Yeah. So weird that Shorten and Bowen were it's the ones that put their flag in the ground uh, opposing neolib it's very hard nonsense. <laughs> on an emotional level for me to square that circle of what's going on at the moment. Albanese's fucking bizarre turn. Uh, it's not a bizarre turn. It's completely in line with well, how the Labour Party has been functioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he seems to be... You know, you, it's like that thing where you're like, oh, there's always a couple of people in the party that are disappointing because everybody's be doing the party unity shit. But, like, it was always like, well, there's Plibersek and there's Wong and there's Albanese and they're in there and they're doing shit. But, of course... Wong can only do her best stuff under a leader who is uh, fiercely progressive or as leader, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Plibersek has just been absent forever. Uh, and Albanese, his all of his fucking rhetoric about fighting Tories is what I like to do is just fucking out the window the second that he has the top job. It doesn't make... It's disappointing, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think he's trying to do some sort of, I don't know, political judo move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this. This is the point in time to do it, <laughs> Alvo. After a year, after a career of know. mostly okay principles so and a basic Just foundation, being like, we're going to use their power against them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always if we capitulate on everything, eventually yeah. we will win. Yeah. Wouldn't it be easier to use their power against them if they had even more power? (laughs) It's dumb. It's bleak. It's really bleak. So, essentially, Australia, uh, in of 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 the of the mainstream political parties, yeah, 
it's I, I assume most of our listeners probably already preference the greens ahead of labor yeah but it's not so, enough probably. people are clearly yeah there is no reason that i can think of to prefer the Labour Party to the Greens. I know there was the emissions trading scheme disaster. Yeah. But that was like a decade ago now. At least that was now. done we, out of principle it was as well. Done out of principle. Like in, at the time it was infuriating and the, the effects I'm of it- I'm still very angry. Very We're still living with the consequences of it. Yeah. And it's I know also that, far fewer mistakes and fuck-ups than Labour have yeah, caused yeah. to happen. It's telling that it's something from a decade ago. And it's a decade ago. And I understand that it's a more complex issue than that just they fucked it up. But like at least it was done on- I mean, yeah, if Labour had had a better a- fucking policy in the first place, yeah, yeah. then we wouldn't be uh, <laughs> having that. Anyway, yeah. point is, the Greens, for all of their flaws, yeah. are the only remotely viable faction in the main centre of well, uh, yeah. uh, the federal parliament. At least they're fucking committed to a set of principles, I think. Like, they still do the political game and shit, but they genuinely- I don't know if Dean Natale is, but I know a lot- uh, He's uh, happy to- Enough of the party are. Yeah, he there knows is still that a majority of butted, so. A majority of Greens party agents and members yeah. are trying to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I miss Scott. And when the right that. thing is, we don't die of planet burning. Yeah. It's very hard to see how anybody wouldn't- yeah. Really yeah. is. Yeah. They annoy me too by Zeus's ass, but you've got to fucking definitely in terms of libs and labs, they're fucking. I, climate change ahead. deniers are like a guy who won't duck a bullet because he's afraid of scuffing his nice suit. Like, yeah, yeah. Fucking who cares? It's always, it always <laughs> goes back to that David Mitchell when he did those little like two minute. Oh, Mitchell's soapbox. Yeah, yeah. Where he talks about like even if it turns out to be false what's wrong with reducing pollution and reducing our uh reliance on finite resources and and also fixing our atmosphere all things being equal even if it is false it is it's still wise to act on it yeah because the learned opinion of the day is the determining factor saying this is a problem we need to do something with but yeah he's also quite right it's also like good to have a not polluted environment yeah (laughs) And the burden of proof is very much on the deniers. And then I like all those, of that is being- bits he used to do. Yeah, yeah, they were good. All of that being very generous to the people for whom the message should really be, it is happening, fucking deal with it. Yeah, also that. Yeah. We got one more story to get through before topics where, where we got a- we got a, uh, Skedaddle, I've got something pretty fucking- I find this funny, uh- so this is an article from adelaidenow.com.au. Adelaide now, Adelaide now, boom boom. Adelaide it's about now, Adelaide now. It's about our friend, famous Adelaide Senator <laughs> Senator Corey Bernardi. Oh, I love Corey. Who who this article calls liberal defector. No Corey men Bernardi. called Corey a dickheads. That's a law in Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're Only all solid just fellows. really brilliant people. Yeah. You are not dooming your child to anything unpleasant by <laughs> calling was, him Corey. What was the party, Corey? What was his name again? Um, something worth. Was Corey, it? yeah, Wentworth. No, that's the prison. That's the prison. Worthington. Uh, I don't know. It was, anyway, it was it was it was a surprisingly posh sounding surname. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Corey Bernardi is is leaving politics basically. 
Uh, <laughs> no, Kieran, he's he's got a deal. He's working on a deal. Yeah, yeah, like his is. like his great idol Donald. Yeah, yeah, he's a chancing his deal as a deal maker. Yeah, he uh, so uh, he wants to get back into the Liberal Party. <laughs> It could happen, man. Dumber no things way. happen every day. But uh, what I like about this article is not <clears throat> Corey Bernardi's uh, thing. He's dissolved the Australian Conservatives because he believes <laughs> because that- Because nobody voted for them. Because nobody voted for them. it was a humiliating failure. <laughs> yeah. And because Scott Morrison is Christian enough for oh, him, Oh, that's basically. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Family First uh, guy has said the same thing. He's like, oh, just coincidentally at the same time that my- <laughs> party loses all of its popularity yeah uh i decided to shut it down because i think that scott morrison is doing a great job of divine leader the family first guy his quote was fucking crazy because uh he what was his name who did them originally andrew evans steve field was it uh andrew evans is the the no i know now but like i mean yonks ago when it was he founded family first in 2001 pastor evans oh was that him i thought it was a bloke called steve i mean he might have done it with a bloke called steve not in the carnal way of course that's very much against their uh thing but uh yeah they don't know anybody his his quote about uh this is the the family first guy i think scott morrison will do a good job the reason the conservative people drifted from the liberals is the same reason i started family first We've always been conservative, and we found they drifted away from the conservative values. Scott's brought it back to the middle, <clears> and I think that's fantastic. Back to the middle. I, I mean, if he means if brings conservative values back to the middle and not bring the party back to the middle. Look, if you've got the political compass of a family first founder, yeah. you probably think that is the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, then this <laughs> the next center. bit that he says, this inability to hold more than one idea at once is my favourite part of, like, dumb politicians who then go on the camera and then they have to say two things so they just repeat the same thing. Uh, he said Labor had lost the federal election because of its extreme left policies. They just had to get to the middle somewhere. I hope they wake up and get back to the old Ben Chifley days. <laughs> We're in the yeah. Oh, anyway, that's fuck. that's an aside. Uh, basically, the the funny part of this article is that it's another push. They're pushing really hard for fucking Georgina Downer to take Cory Bernardi's spot in the Senate. They they are fucking obsessed with the idea of Georgina Downer. Does she as, have blackmail on somebody? I don't know. <laughs> I think they just love the Downers so much. Nobody else loves the downers. No, but the, a few conservative presses put out these fucking things. So it's undoubtedly pro-downer, but this is how they start uh, their introduction of her. After her second defeat in Mayo in a year by Centre Alliance MP <laughs> Rebecca Sharkey. <laughs> Say that again, Kieran. <laughs> After her second defeat in Mayo in a year. <laughs> like, that's that's bad for anybody. Uh, Miss Downer said she was considering joining her political, uh, considering her political future, but wanted to stay in South Australia. Her father, former federal liberal leader, Alexander Downer, her grandfather and her great grandfather all represented South Australia in the federal parliament. Oh God. So they just, <laughs> Georgina Downer. What a terrible idea. Australia's favorite failed daughter, just <laughs> former Mayo Liberal candidate Georgina Downer is just trying anything to get into a. I mean, politics. sure, like it's an easy job if you yeah. choose to let it be an easy job. If you if you if you don't care, 
Yeah. Then that's an easy half a million dollars. And I can understand just the, the impetus. Clean like, up if you don't care. If, if your, like, great-grandfather was a member of... If you're a conservative idiot, firstly... Oh, that's your, true. Your Family great, heritage is very important. Yeah. yeah your yeah. great-grandfather was a, a, a representative. Your grandfather was a representative. Your dad was Alexander Downer, the national downer. You see no irony in political dynasties and democratic representations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of it's pressure from when you were young to take up that duty to inherit yeah. this representative seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you've got so much pressure from the family and then you just keep fucking it up and you're like i might not get this i have to get it you lose twice in a year which is like systemically almost impossible to do based on the way that we fucking construct our shit especially with who you have backing you and where the seat is and yeah 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 I understand. Sharky is quite an unknown quantity. Like. Yeah, for for the Central Alliance as well. Not yeah. a Labor member, not a Greens person, not a no longer Nick Xenophon's Doesn't have Xenophon's name on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand the the motivation. I don't. I would. I would be like, I'm going to do something else, Dad. Sorry, this <laughs> seems bad. Yeah, but, but di- nothing- the thing is, mm. dynastic heirs do not have, like, humiliation thresholds. Yeah, that's true. They don't- if anything, they relish it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it gives it gives them a sense of there being a struggle and a narrative, something yeah. to overcome. <laughs> Which is true, in a sense, if you have to overcome the contempt that the electorate has for you. <laughs> that's quite impressive in its own way. But I'm for it. I want Georgina Downer to run in every election that she's eligible for for the foreseeable future and lose them all because I love it. I find it so funny. That debacle with her face on the giant novelty check that she was giving on behalf of a different party to the fucking Bowls Club is an advertisement. And then to have that uh, blow up in her face, her big fucking stupid printed on a giant check face. Her downer face. It was tremendous. What a surname. What a surname. Yeah, it's bad. I, I wish it weren't- buyer's confidence, like the word downer. Yeah, yeah. I wish that it were just, it's uh, like, oh, this person bums me out connotation and wasn't so adjacent to like uh, insults about disabled people. True. Then I would have, then I'd be able to relish it a little bit more, but- I didn't think of the disabled people. Ah, uh, well, see, it was a popular one at the private <laughs> fucking school that I went to. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Early days. I can imagine a, a, an, an, an all boys exclusive Catholic school would have been pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were pretty high on that. Pretty particular opposed insult. to the disabled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, still, you I all still- came through it admirably. <laughs> All of all of the boys I know from your school are completely crackers, actually. Now I think about well, because it. it's like the five people that I stayed in yeah, I contact it's fair. with. I'm sure there are some extremely psychopathic, normal ones. Yeah, yeah, there are cruising some up and down Collins Street with <laughs> strong lattes and briefcases. Yeah, yeah, there are there are a few of them. Uh, Always looking like they're about to bite your face off. Mm, mm. We had a lot of slackers and dropouts in our year. Yeah, it's because like you guys were just kinda. before the... You, you had um, Fukuyama Malays. Yeah. Where yeah. you guys were like, oh, well, the world is the way it is. Nothing, yeah. Nothing's going to change anytime soon. Pretty boring. Yeah. And then as soon as you left school, everything exploded spectacularly. Yeah. And you were all caught completely unprepared. Like, shit, shit, we need skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
the ship is sinking and I never learned how to do any ship things. Why am I on a ship? I never asked to be on a ship. That's always the thing that you go to as a graduate of a private school. You got to train yourself out of that. Like, why me? (laughs) Oh, bless. Uh, Yeah, cool. That's our story. Georgina Downer. Georgina fucking Downer needs to run for local council maybe before she- I don't know. I don't. I don't care what she does she as long as she doesn't down. win an election. <laughs> I'm pro George. Uh, I'll feel sorry for her if she loses the local council election. A little bit. I'll feel a little bit sorry for her. A little bit. Yeah, yeah I will. Yeah. I think that that's acceptable. Just because there's a not- certain point where no matter how much I despise somebody, if they hit a certain level of visceral pain, thing. I just I can't help but be the child of two social workers and go. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> She's not. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. Let's go on to topic. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh? What's our big topic? Well, as I as I accidentally spoiled earlier in the recording, yeah. big topic is Darcy was wrong last week. Yeah. So, Which, I yes, did some research off the ago. back of concerns you raised, yeah. and I have discovered that whilst Arabian is a perfectly acceptable noun, you're only supposed mm. to use it for horses. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry to the Arabs yeah. for that one. Yeah. And Aborigine is indeed mm. considered to be a racially insensitive uh, noun because of its tendency to amalgamate a great morass of peoples and cultures under one banner Mm. and because of its associations of course with child removal agencies and so forth and so forth cunts used it for so long that it became so a slur by default whilst i was correct in that it is not grammatically incorrect it Mm. is Mm. politically incorrect politically incorrect that's right and that's what I want to talk about for my major topic. Political correctness gone, man. Fucking loony left. People like me making it difficult for people like me. Mm. People like me do actually make it very mm. difficult. Specifically, this person like me makes it enormously <laughs> difficult for this person like me to achieve anything. But In the interests, before, before we get into the topic, in the interests yeah. of political correctness, on behalf of the Indigenous Australian community... And the Middle Eastern community, I would like to forgive you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, there. You can't say more politically correct than that. You're a good ambassador for those communities together because you uh-huh. represent neither of them, so that neither, yeah. neither one can accuse you of being biased on behalf of the other. <laughs> yeah, that infamous uh, interdemographic war between the <laughs> all between Australia's First Nations and the Middle East. Kieran, all. Dem- all democracies, all demographics will eventually come to hate each other. Yeah. It is the fate of human beings. It is true. But I would like to apologise to any Indigenous uh, people who exist. Mm. I was wrong with my language. Yeah. And I won't be in future. And I would like to pause on saying that to note mm. how easy that sincere apology was. Yeah, yeah, remarkable. It was a right? simple fact of mm. having a look and going, oh, I hadn't realised that that was an established uh, convention now, and there is very good reason for it. But even if there isn't, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. It's a simple case of politeness and respect. Well, if it's, to go, the, oh. if it's the people being insulted, you can usually just take them at their word and be like, yeah, all right, sorry, shit. Well, and indeed, because yeah. it doesn't matter fundamentally. Yeah. But even if you were the sort of person to whom it might, mm. very easy to just look it up and go, oh, this there is, you go. This There's is, a reason for it. This is frustrating that- uh, uh, So why do so, so many, many people, people find it so personally difficult- Personally defensive, yeah. To do what I just did and say, oh, sorry, I- had no intention of disrespecting you. Some, I won't do it again. I don't know if we, if you, you, you lay the blame at like traditional spiritual ontologies or something where like an ill deed could be a marker of a tainted soul or some shit like that. But I it think is, that's far too much thinking. Um, but I like also it. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd like it if they had some kind of mm. uh, fabulous. Uh, mad spiritual underpinning to it. <laughs> yeah. It'd be great. It's also just like playground behavior when you get called out on something as a kid and you don't want to take responsibility for it because that means punishment or something like that. That's you true. You learn to just be like, it's not my fault. And like some kids get away with it. If you're forceful enough for long enough, you can absolutely get away with it on the playground. And then you take that shit into adulthood and you just become completely impossible to deal with. I think one of the problems is because- we're talking about <clears throat> specifically men, some women, mm. but a lot of men from a dominant demographic. Mm. Because of the power conventions of society, um, we were discussing our private school uh, upbringings before, for yeah. instance, where you are a part of the dominant social group. Mm. A lot of power abuse is baked into you as just normal behavior. Yeah. And so when you speak... As far as you're concerned, in all innocence mm. and uh, within all convention, and somebody tells you that you're being offensive, yeah, I c- possibly people feel that they're being unfairly attacked. Yeah, I think because that does they had no intention of uh, causing harm to anybody per yeah. se. Yeah, but as I say, I had no intention of insulting Arab or Aboriginal people. Mm. But you know. It's really easy. If if you don't intend to insult somebody, it's fantastically easy to climb and down when you because do, you yeah. don't actually have anything to climb down from. It yeah. only becomes difficult when you decide yeah. to build a well, fucking Well, I didn't fort. intend to insult you, but now I'm standing by it. I think I'm the insulted party. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of the time it is that thing as well of like just being completely unused to the idea of being hard done by by context because you believe in the like neutral ground of the meritocracy, which just means that you're part of the beneficiaries of so the, therefore privilege. turns you into one of the people who yeah. says, "Well, you know who's really the most oppressed group in society? Yeah, yeah. Middle class white men." Yeah, yeah. Sorry for saying it. Hope my truth bomb didn't yeah. hit you with too much shrapnel. And it comes up because, like, they're like, I don't intend to insult, but I think I can just reasonably say blah, 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 blah. And people are like, there's no reason for you to be speaking, dude. Your opinion isn't <laughs> wanted or needed. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, and if all of a sudden I'm being silenced. And it's like the context just doesn't call for it. You're not now. being silenced. Just no one's listening. Yeah. Because everyone knows this already. Everyone's heard this already. So I don't know why. Obviously, I think majority of our listeners will be on board with this already. Mm. But... Part of the uh, toxic, uh, rotten heart of our politics at the moment mm. is this grievance culture 
yeah. from the, not previously, still dominant faction in our society mm. who feel like their rights are being taken away from them because their capacity to bully people yeah. is being taken away from them. You see it foregrounded with the shit in the wake of the, the marriage equality vote, for sure. Like, the way that religious freedom has been pulled up as a thing. Yeah. With our old mate Ruddick at the fucking forefront of that. The, the That's right. He did the report, shit. didn't he? Yeah, the dipshit in our podcast profile picture <laughs> fair love he was an evil man as well yeah he is an evil man right yeah he's still alive yeah he's still alive I think fuck though the report was What's more even handed than I expected well he's got experience he in did for instance game. point out that Religion is not under threat anywhere in Australia, which yeah. was nice. <laughs> but what's it's Im- not? Yeah. If but- anything, it's having an uncomfortable resurgence amongst Gen Xers as they enter middle age. Yeah, that is a worry. Uh, but yeah, but- Mormonism seems to be an exclusively them thing. I don't know any millennial Mormons. I, I know yeah, me of neither. Gen X Mormons and their Zuma Mormon children. Yeah. A Mormons. There's like four things. There's like Mormons and Jehovah's Witness. And Latter-day Saints and Seventh-day Adventists. The Latter-day Saints are Mormons. The Latter-day Saints are Mormons. Yeah. Are the Jehovah's Witness Seventh-day Adventists? They are not. No, okay. those are different things. Is um, T- Tim Winton is a Mormon, right? He's a Latter-day Saints guy? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I know Mormons don't like to be called Mormons anymore. They yeah. like to be referred to as... Uh, Literally, yeah, Latter-day Saints. Yeah, a, a more of an irritating mouthful than the artist formerly known as well, Prince. It's, but it's like, so they don't actually worship Mormon. <clears throat> that's the thing. He's, yeah. He was like a, he wrote the book. Yeah. He didn't write the book. He's alleged to have, by them, to have written the book that they take as their yeah, sure. uh, text, but they don't worship him, so they don't like to be called Mormons. In okay. the same way that Muslims asked us to stop calling them Mohammedans. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it uh, is fair enough, but fuck them. I'm still calling them Mormons because I'm not saying the Church of Latter-day Saint adherents yeah, every single yeah, time yeah, I need to refer enough. to them. They come up with a word like Muslim, and I will consider a snappy, yeah. uh, catchy term. Please, yeah. Mormons. If you exile Tim Winton from your ranks, then I'll consider giving you some... No, I won't. What am I talking no, about? No, leave he'll him there be because he'll, he'll there. write a fucking book about it. If you, He will write a book anyway. He's always writing a book. <laughs> There's always a new Tim Winton book. It always sells like hotcakes. It's always about jerking off and surfing. The rock pool under the jetty. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It'll yeah. be called that. And it'll be about a child's contemplation of the movement of a crab. Yeah. And then he jizzes onto the crab. <laughs> he jizzes onto the crab. Well, it's a strange- p- poignant moment of self-discovery. Fucking Peter Carey as well. I had to read his- Peter Carey's better than Tim Winton. Peter Carey is better, he but is I still had to read throats. his fucking shit yeah. when I was at school, and I'll never forgive him for it. And I think they pick specific works by him that more fit into that Australian canon- but what's interesting about Peter Carey is you look at some of his other shit and he does some weird inter-genre stuff, which is quite I, interesting. I like his stuff that's mm. about rebelling at his past as an advertising monster. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But I was I was depressed enough at the age of 16. I did not need... I think it's mm. like people like on the education board like, oh, do you know what? Depressed teenagers love depressing shit. Let's make them read Peter Carey. Yeah. I was not... I was I was fighting depression with comedy. I was not, <laughs> I was not trying to exacerbate it with fucking... Yeah, yeah. Bleak magic realism. Yeah, that stuff. That stuff. I think it might be a bit naff. My <laughs> life as a fake is good. You know the Earn Malley hoax where those the 
founder of Quadrant, invented a modern poet and yeah. introduced modern Modernist poetry. poetry became a thing because yeah. he was satirizing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a classic Quadrant <laughs> own goal. <wasn't laughs> yeah, <it>? yeah. <laughs> so my life as a fake is like about uh, is based on that. It's about a conservative poet who invents a poet, uh, a, a modernist poet who then manifests in the world and starts terrorizing the guy who made him up. That actually sounds quite fun. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Who it's was it? Who I, I can't remember. Who modernism obviously was very controversial. Anyway, uh, T. S. Eliot's *The Wasteland*, yeah, referred to amusingly by somebody as the waste paper. Nah, um, very good. But yeah, anyway, off traffic. Um, off yeah. off traffic. We've off fallen into the trap of being off topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, an impressive <laughs> condensation. <laughs> Thank off you. Off traffic is an, is it, now a thing. It, so it, you were apologising to the Mormons because you didn't mean to offend them. No, no, I've no concern about the Mormons. I'm very concerned about the numbers of them. Yeah. I think we need to have fewer Mormons. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I think everywhere with Mormons can pretty safely say that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 the danger of mm. this weird uh, grievance cult mm. affecting our society, convincing powerful people yeah. that they are victims of a conspiracy of the powerless and that they must therefore entrench the inequalities and the power deprivation states in our society. Yeah, yeah. And it is frustrating. It's frustrating. It's scary, especially mm. when the solution is so incredibly painless and simple. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, sorry, we'll try to be a better society. That's all it takes is people agreeing to do it, and then the weird uh, defensive resentment can simmer down and you can actually kind of get somewhere. Yeah. For all of, uh, like, I know that the, the 90s weren't, perfect uh and that it was largely a fucking feverish I'm dream glad you've, we were i'm glad you've said that Karen. it was an important step yeah 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 and i know that like <laughs> racial politics and shit in the 90s weren't great uh, they like, felt that, i think the they felt the great at the time because they were coming off the back of all of previous history yeah 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 just certainly, so unbelievably bad certainly there was a parallax effect for sure uh but like something that did seem legitimately uh good about that period for all of its relative flaws is that there seemed to be kind of an optimism which there was a there was a like yeah there that, was a real progressive or not progressive but there was a progress ethos and a progress belief yeah, in the world yeah. and oh, it wait. wasn't perfect because <clears throat> that was at the expense of actually focusing on the systemic problems that were causing people to suffer which we've suffered from now but yeah, um, yeah there was a genuine belief i think that things could only get yeah. better because these issues were finally being addressed and tabled and yeah, people's yeah. consciousness was beginning to expand outside of their own narrow interests yeah. and all these marvelous oscar wilde was never going to happen again yeah yeah I mean, yeah, it's like gross for its own reason because nobody likes to see a lot of white people going around congratulating themselves for liking fucking, uh, some people uh, do Will Smith or whatever. Some yeah. people love that. <laughs> That's true, but I wonder if maybe there's a, a necessary ingredient there. For- Will Smith is inoffensive, and uh, I've got nothing against Will Smith. Actually, no, no, he's good. I like Will Smith. I mean, I don't like his stuff, but I have nothing against it. Um, I thought Big Willie Style was a marvellous album when I was... How old was I? 1997? Eight. Yeah, sure. Didn't contain curse words. Nice, clean rapping for the kids. Uh, But yeah, I don't know what my point was. The West Philadelphia way. Mm. 
I don't know what my point was. But I just, think I do. Uh, uh, just that it, it feels very difficult to get things moving when every state is a battleground. But then that's what I think with one half of my brain. The other half of my brain is very, like, belligerent and warlike about this sort of shit. And it's just like, well, no, let's have the fucking fight. And if they want to fight it, then they can lose. Uh, and they will, but it, it's very painful. It'd be, yeah. it'd be much preferable if they would just agree, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think one of the problems that conservatives have is they 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 are nowhere near as fragile and as prone to destruction as they believe themselves to be. There mm. seems to be this real belief amongst conservatives that some precious, uh, delicate ingredient of their lives is on constantly on the verge of being taken away from them. Yeah, and yet, you know. All across the world, middle-class conservative culture, and I emphasise middle-class conservative culture because mm. um, that is the one that tends to endure, is thriving. You know, yeah. it's absolutely thriving globally. And yeah. it always has everywhere middle-class culture is introduced. It's incredibly resilient. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, there's, there's an appeal to it, even though in practice it makes monsters. It's... Not That's going right. anywhere. There's, yeah, it's a comfortable way to be with a lot of power and a lot of and but security. The, they they behave though as if they're constantly on the verge yeah. of being like that. They behave as if they have a much lower pain tolerance than they in fact do have. Yeah, um, because they do have to ultimately live with being themselves constantly. Yeah, and it's much less painful, much less painful to just fucking say sorry and move yeah. on than it is to become a hive of. Yeah. resentment and hatred and yeah. paranoia. A permanent state of neurosis. I think part of the trouble is that they give a lot of themselves away when they quote-unquote misspeak. Generally yeah. speaking, if you uh, miscategorize somebody or you misspeak of somebody... Uh, provided it's clear that you're making a genuine mistake, mm. people aren't terribly put out by it. Yeah. And the fact that they might correct you does not mean that they are angry with you. And even if they are angry with you, that's not necessarily a fucking problem either. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. But um, and if they say, "Ugh, white people," they're not—they're <laughs> not saying execute all white people. They're just indicating that unfortunately you've repeated a mistake with which a lot of other yeah. people have. And uh, they're not being racist because that's not how systems of power work. Yeah. But we'll get into that another time. I think. I think we've talked about the distinction have we? between. I hope we have individual prejudice and systemic. Racism. It'd be a big one for us an, to miss if we haven't. I think that's an early one. Yeah. Um, do do check our earlier episodes, by the way, for a wealth of uh, fabulous and fascinating information. Yeah, uh, good. Be before we started to waffle, bizarrely embedded. Uh pre-advertisement you're Thank right you. though we were a lot more focused back in the day and we had really interesting and useful definitions and things that we did <clears throat> uh, yeah one of the problems conservatives have is yeah. it's very clear that they aren't misspeaking out of naivety yeah or yeah. out of uh, confusion or out of uh just simple not having kept up to date with things no because they've been you know or because they're, like me, just frankly very absent-minded and thick. Sure. And you know? just, yeah, it's very clear. Nobody has to know everything. That like they that. are uh, misspeaking out of disdain and anger and a yeah. desire to humiliate and upset people. A sort of pig-headed malice. Indeed. Uh, and then when they receive the appropriate righteous anger in exchange mm. for that, 
pretend. It, it, it's rather similar to um, that bully at school who was always uh, skilled in not indirectly intimidating or bullying anybody, but simply in provoking another child to such a point of anger that yeah. the teacher would then um, punish their victim for yeah. attempting yeah. to defend itself. One of the most subtle vipers of the schoolyard bully community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. It's also related to that so much for the tolerant left thing that we talked about yes. a couple of weeks ago. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so much for the tolerant left and uh, my genuinely held belief. Apparently, I'm expecting you to believe me when I say I think that the desire to hurt and the desire to defend from hurt are morally equivalent uh, actions yeah. and uh, feelings. Well, they have this belief... These, firstly, this weird belief that sexism and racism were defeated at some point in the past, that we beat them. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a brilliant <clears throat> article in The Spectator currently under the heading of race shouldn't matter. Yeah. Like, no shit, assholes. Yeah, it shouldn't so matter. You should fucking You're stop the doing prime your reason why it still yeah. matters. That's the frustrating position of the left of being like, race <sighs> is a completely social construct. And here's why it's very important. Still in the relevant and toxic yeah, one, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 So are prisons. Affect <laughs> 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 people. Um, and money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because they believe in this neutral playing field, they believe that, uh, like, the language of the oppressed is some aesthetic and strategic choice, like the victim mentality that they talk about. And so the second they take a blow, they think that strategically the successful way to deal with that is to be like, I'm being oppressed, completely, obviously missing how oppression actually works and, yeah. and stuff like that. Nobody's oppressing Christians in this fucking country. And they... they- uh, grab hold of a handful of situations that may seem prima facie absurd mm. and use those as examples rather than the hundreds of thousands of extremely uh, relevant choices they could make, yeah. uh, but those are damning to their position. There's one I mm. still see on the internet, and it is from f- years ago. I'm pretty sure we were both still at school, if not only recently out of it. So we're looking yeah. at the late noughts, mid to late noughts. Uh, we're in America... There was a woman in a uh, university lecture. She was mm. black. The lecturer was white. He was discussing uh, monetary policy, and he used mm. the expression niggardly. And she mm. objected to it, and like for obvious reasons, she found it offensive. Instead of... And this is the thing. As a professor, it should have been really obvious to him why she was objecting to his use of the word niggardly, even though it didn't mean what she thought it meant. Yeah how he didn't think it was necessary to just, like, stop and explain to her or see her after the lecture and discuss it with her. Mm. But, like, drop it for the moment. There's no need. Because it's not like niggardly doesn't have a thousand fucking synonyms. Yeah, yeah. He just kept using it all through the thing. So she got offended and upset, and because social media was becoming a thing, she posted about it. And you still see um, idiots like, oh, this is this is a classic example. One time this happened. One yeah, time yeah. in all of tertiary American history. That actually happens Gets brought up again as like, with- look at the libtards getting it wrong. The yeah. fault was with the professor. Mm. Not for using the word, but for failing to see why it was a problem and for failing to address it, because his job is to fucking educate people. Yeah, yeah. This actually happened with uh, Bernie last year with exactly the same word. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. He used the word niggardly in a speech uh, and people started to get up in arms. The- 
playing field decidedly different now than then. People were mostly just like, deal with it. It doesn't mean what you like. Yeah. Uh, think it means it doesn't have a racial connotation. And I think that the supporters kind of uh, took care of the educational aspect. But there was a hot minute where I was like, fuck, is this dumb thing what undoes Bernie's campaign? <laughs> Speaking of apologizing, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listener. I had some details wrong. It was in 1986 that Bernie Sanders said that. And uh, that, I guess, goes a long way to explaining why it was not such a big deal. Uh, It's not a word that he uses regularly at the moment. I was thinking as I was talking with Darcy, what happened with that? If that happened last year, what was the deal? Uh, Well, the answer is it didn't happen last year. It happened ages ago. Uh, Sorry, Senator Sanders. Sorry, listener. Uh, I mean, and there's maybe an argument that if you are in America, it's mm. probably it's probably a wise word to re- retire. Well, I don't think he's gone back to it since that kafal. Yeah, like it, which is it's a not a word move. that the English language loses anything by losing. Niggardly doesn't have any special meanings that its synonyms don't. Yeah, um, and every time you, <laughs> it's pretty you say safe. it, it's kind of it does have that tinge of like ah yeah. I see. The resemblances are undeniable. Is, it, is that fair on the word niggardly? No, it's not. But the word niggardly doesn't have feelings. Yeah. It is yeah. an abstract concept. It will suffer no it's pain if fault. it's allowed to it's die. It's fault that it, I get extremely <laughs> uncomfortable every time it's said. Uh, due to my conditioning in this disgusting PC world that we've created. <laughs> hey, how woke are we? I'm glad that we got to the bottom of political correctness i i agree with you on on basically everything that like you lose nothing by uh acknowledging that offending somebody doesn't always have to be like a fucking <clears throat> gadamer style blending of horizons where you feel the offense yourself like you can acknowledge that something isn't offensive to you but that you've uh you know, being a bit of a cunt or whatever. I wanted to bring that up because I also think there are points to hold your ground, like the use of the word cunt in its particular <laughs> Australian localized uh, sense. <clears throat> Cunt's a corker of a word. Do you, I yeah. don't know if I've shared this with you, but it's a good. If you have, we're discussing etymology on our break. Yeah. So in England, yeah, one of the I think the only um, noble title that the Normans kept in play when they conquered England was earl. Mm. Uh, it's the equivalent of Count in French uh, nobility, and Count was the title that the Normans used amongst themselves when they were in Normandy. Yeah. But Cunt was already so widespread as a term of abuse in medieval England yeah. that they just dropped it. <laughs> like, what do you call us? Earl, that'll do. Yeah. Earl sounds safe. <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. That was the one um, act of Anglo-Saxon resistance that managed to... Strike the invaders. See, it has power. It's anti-colonial to use the word cunt. <clears throat> Legitimately, I think it is a little bit anti-colonial because American culture wants to colonize us and and talk about that. Whereas I find the word bitch to be like much sketchier. As yeah, a, like that's <clears throat> yeah, which cunt. is something that is, Americans love. And I think it possibly is because cunt is often used playfully in Australia. Playfully Bitch and has usually an gender neutral. Extremely hard sound to it. Yeah, and yeah. it is gender neutral here too, yeah. isn't it? That's true. Bitch has a very hard, it's harsh a very, sound to it. It's a really gendered insult. Like yeah. cunt is like at its root gendered, sure, but in its usage I don't think it really is. Here, anyway. But bitch always is, and same goes for pussy, like it's a bit 
fucking... Yeah, that's true. Rough. There is a gendered implication. I mean, bitch literally means <clears throat> female dog. Yeah. Um, but it also, just in terms of the way it sounds, mm. bitch just sounds a cold, horrible... Yeah, it's very it's mean. nasty-sounding word, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Anyway, that's our opinions as two white men's <laughs> again on the that's always the caveat that everyone yeah, i'm sure yeah, the chaps just, understand yeah yeah uh, yeah whatever uh but it's relevant for us to talk about it because so many of the people in our culture who have problems with political correctness mm. are white men and who don't, yeah, yeah. don't understand why political correctness is important who don't understand basically that um they don't understand what offence is yeah, and yeah. how offence functions. It is definitely among the field of people like us where the problem seems yeah, to be located. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's important for us to uh, make what steps we can. Most of the work in, in, in the sector of, as it were, the left, isn't really um, ours to do. It's ours to support, mm. but because we aren't the oppressed in any remotely uh in fact all of the things that oppress us are mostly because we've made terrible life choices <laughs> yeah all uh, right yeah. but we have we have no native oppression to yeah, combat yeah. so most of the intellectual work can't be done by us it has to be done by the people who are the victims of that oppression mm. and, and, and we're here to support but one of the things we can do is is um deal with our own demographic and call it out and explain in the reception why its of behavior that is incorrect. That, yeah, research and that intellectual work. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what I'm important. saying is, I would like to leave all the hard work to the minorities. Of the <laughs> yeah, and then and then exploit that hard work for the, for the gains. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Irony, baby. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> Always goes down smooth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, it can always... I mean, I'm very much a fucking moron when it comes to this sort of thing. Uh, political correctness in its, in its various forms. There's interesting little wrinkles. Like, I've seen some pushback from uh, some non-white people whose judgment I very much respect in terms of, like, their, their work on race and, and society generally, uh, who are then pushing back against the condemnation of Israel Folau because they're viewing it from a racial lens where they see a black man being punished for something that a white man wouldn't be punished for to which I say, sure, but he's a cunt. Like I don't think that's <clears throat> true. I think if, uh, well, I don't know. I hope it's not true. Certainly we don't have mm. anything to test it on because no white members of the Australian national rugby team have violated their contract like that. Yeah. So there's no test case for I've, it. I've also seen arguments that homophobia has been instilled in, certain non-white communities by old colonial structures, which is possibly possible, but any time where you uh, throw one demographic under the bus in the defense of another it rubs me up the wrong way a little bit, I feel like. I feel like there's no defense know. for homophobic behavior. Yeah. Phrased missionary co- missionaries, I think, did have a lot to do with spreading homophobia. There's no but, question. But Israel Folau is, is, is almost 30. Um, he's for years now been a very wealthy person with a tremendous capacity to inform himself. Yeah. He doesn't have any excuses for behaving the way he's behaved. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm just noting a point of interest where I'm like, wow, I really don't know what the fuck I'm talking about uh, from all perspectives. It's all right to be dumb. 
is, I guess, my lesson <laughs> that I'm going to take from this. <laughs> it's all right to be dumb, as long as you're sweet. Uh, should we fucking nail- You can become the Australian the- Prime Minister. Uh, uh, yes, by all means, nail the last bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so that, that's a good topic. Uh, I feel like you came in with some very simple and sympathetic things, and then I repeatedly tried to derail it into some other complex fucking field of conversation where I quickly realized I didn't have a footing. But yeah, no, I it's think okay. It, One of the things I like about our friendship is it gives me a break from being the neurotic Jew, and I can sort of defer that to you. <clears throat> good, that's nice. <laughs> You're giving me a pass? I don't even know what... Uh, yeah, no, you, you're you more yeah. Jewish than me in many respects. Cool, I'm going to go tell everybody. That's <laughs> 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 sure to up my fucking cultural cachet. Uh, <laughs> two weeks from now, calling you up. Hey, Darcy, being Jewish is really hard. Everybody keeps calling me racist for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, never mind that. Let's talk about prison labor. Yeah! So, <laughs> there have been a bunch of articles uh, posted- About how it's a wonderful rehabilitation scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives people dignity and self-respect. Yeah, yeah. Teaches I, well, I them mean, skills. Up the front, prison prison work programs are good, provided that they're elective, provided that they pay minimum wage, and provided that they are useful to the prisoners in sort of terms of like learning skills or having purpose or whatever. If you can elect to work because you want to work, sure, go but, for it. But wait, is that not the case? Ah, uh, interesting that you should ask that. Uh, there have been a lot of articles that have come out over the years about Qantas's uh, uh, practices specifically. They use people in prison, paid $5 and something an hour to, uh, like, put the foam shit back on their headsets and repackage them in those little plastic uh uh, bags <coughs> or whatever, and every time the story comes out, it's a little bit different. Well, it's there like, you go, kids. Bring your own headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's essentially the solution. Uh, why do people not already have? Why are they Qantas still giving out headphones? Not the nineties. Well, I mean, surely very, nobody goes anywhere without headphones these days. Very few people are using them, but they still have those fucking stupid. Oh, I mean, I haven't been on a Qantas plane in so long that I'm probably wrong about this now. But those proprietary connectors with the two. Eight inch, eighth inch jacks or whatever they are, sixteenth inch. Uh, yeah, they probably. I don't know. I don't which really. Is the dumbest fucking thing ever. I shan't be using them on my way to Spain. I'll mm, tell you that. Mm, mm. We're going with ethnic providers. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time an article comes out, there's a little wrinkle. Like for a while, they were outsourcing it uh, to China. I think. Uh, there was a point where they ceased a contract with a company that provides employment for people with disabilities to instead go with prison labor because they could pay less. Holy fuck. And then just recently, yeah, it's come out that there's like uh, members of a women's maximum security prison being paid, uh, yeah, $5 and something an hour to do this shit for Qantas. <clears throat> and that's legal, apparently. Uh, it absolutely shouldn't be. Uh, it is Fucking wild. I didn't realize that we had that problem in this country that America has. No, uh, uh, nor did I. I, I knew that there was labor. prison labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but didn't realize we were talking about this sort of exploitation. Yeah, yeah. For private companies. Yeah, I thought uh, prison labor was usually around kind of public good products. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the you classic. Know, famously, kind of they thing. do um, number, number plates, plates and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And road crews and, yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, chain gangs but nah nah we've got a lot of uh for private profit 
contracting work, which is like bad for a number of reasons. Firstly, if you're a fucking conservative government whose bread and butter is in part people's jobs being stolen by uh, fucking foreigners who are willing to work for less or whatever, it is incumbent upon you to make sure that there isn't a readily uh, available pool of literally captive workforce. Yeah. And there are indications from uh, some of the articles that, that, like, it's elective, but if you elect not to do it, you kind of get punished for it, essentially. Right. Now, the arguments that I have seen- So, the choice that capitalism usually gives you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's complete. (laughs) It's like work choices, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I guess it's technically a choice. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to be the terms, about it. <laughs> or you're fired. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever the thing is. In this case, you go to fucking solitary confinement or something. And you, yeah, which is essentially torture anyway. It is torture. Uh, now, some of the arguments that I've seen crop up around this horse shit is stuff like, uh, well, they're murderers. Uh, don't really care if murderers are being exploited. Mm. Uh which rubs me up the wrong way, but I can understand the basis for it. <clears throat> and uh, stuff like, it's elective, they don't have to do it. They're not all murderers. I, yeah, I <laughs> just, mean, just this, code. <laughs> this, this specific story was about a, uh, a, ver- like a serious offender's uh, prison, because I think that's how they shoot okay. the pill, right? Sure, right. Uh, and then people saying like, oh yeah, it gives them purpose or whatever, essentially taking my job's program job programs argument from yeah. earlier and 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 spinning that uh, uh we'll never once in the sketchy way once the fucking puritans turned up we were never going to get rid of them they're always going to be part of our society aren't they yeah what i will say is even if you believe that uh murderers should be able to like you should be able to slightly exploit murderers yeah Let's assume that that's fine. Let's assume that I'm on board with that. I'm not, but I'll pretend to be. And let's assume that it's properly elective and they don't have to do it. Yeah. And let's assume that it's giving them a sense of purpose. I'm sure Nobody, it is. Uh, the Part of the problem with these sorts of arguments, which also c- crop up with regards to like welfare and, and shit like that, uh, is we always operate from the assumption that there are individuals who are either acting well or acting badly and that it should be justifiable to punish individuals who are acting badly in a specific way. The problem is that even if all of that shit is true, like say you have new Hitler who's killed a thousand people with his bare hands, shouldn't we be able to give him the death penalty? And while on an individual level, you might say, yeah, I don't really care if mega Hitler gets killed by the state in that one instance. Nobody ever, or, I mean, people do, but the, the <clears throat> battlefield of the argument never takes place on the, the dynamics of system yeah. and structure. No, because that's difficult. And having seen- and it's not emotive. Yeah. Having seen what happens in the US with this exact system, can you not at least, like, say, oh, having a system where the same, the government- who is responsible for allowing this shit can then provide to their friends in the private sector a cheap source of labor to, <laughs> to cut down labor costs and then also be in charge of imprisoning people. Like, that is just fundamentally a fucking super corrupt dynamic. There should never be sub-minimum wage labor. No, there shouldn't. It's not prison. in anybody's interest apart from a very small 
uh, band of investors and outright business owners. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, I remember, um, there was actually, I wish I could remember who he was, but in the lead up to the American Civil War, mm. one of the Southern abolitionists who was, uh, like a lot of them were, he was a racist himself, but not necessarily a monster because mm. of the context that he was, you know, grew up in. Interesting dynamic, that. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> like, like Lincoln, I guess, in a way. Yeah. But his whole thing was the way he tried to get the rest of the white population on board. It was like, slaves are the reason that you're poor as well. Yeah, Because yeah. no one's going to hire you useless fucks while well, they can make somebody else do it for a bowl of porridge. They're not going to yeah. give you fucking actual money. Gonna- <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a disaster. We need it's in everyone's interest if we bury this horrible program. Yeah. So yeah. there is a common good element to saying no labor should be exploited, even if you don't yeah. care about the morality of it. Yeah. It does 100%. affect you personally if there's exploitable labor. It affects you personally, and yeah, you don't want to incentivize the same people putting people in jail to maybe one day take you do something not. that you've done and be like, oh fuck, no, that's illegal. Fifteen years in the hole. And. Um, Australia being the fortress of social regulations that it is. Um, fa- fa- interestingly, the the greater pressure there is to deregulate corporations and finance uh, uh, entities, mm. the greater pressure there is to place more and more punitive regulations on not necessarily harmful or dangerous social practices. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they'll absolutely do it. Yeah, uh-huh. it's very easy. If they if if the government want to put a poor person in prison, mm. it's frighteningly frighteningly easy for them to do it. Yeah, well, they do it all of the time in uh, fucking Aboriginal communities uh, in the Northern Territory, particularly, but like all over the country. It was a really big like I talked about it briefly. That Free the People organization who work with uh, specifically Aboriginal women who end up going to prison because of parking tickets. Yeah, and like that, it's. There's no paper confession to tell you that the government is specifically tar- targeting this demographic, this being uh, the demographic that's overrepresented in the Qantas prison labour pool, incidentally. Uh, there's no confession there. Nobody's saying we're going to lock up black people to do cheap labour for us, but wouldn't you fucking know it? Yeah. They disproportionately go to prison. They're disproportionately involved in these exploitative things. Uh, a few years ago, a Dubbo magistrate mm. lashed out at the local police force for essentially creating, instigating these um, internment cycles under Public Decency Act, yeah, right? Yeah. Which was literally, as the magistrate said, the thin skins of your officers are destroying the lives of indigenous people in this city. Yeah. You know, stop arresting them for swearing. Yeah. Because once you've done that, and legally, I often have to put them away because I don't have... I'm only... Magistrates are extremely low on the judicial ranking. They have no flexibility, basically. Sure. Um, you're like, once I've done that, that's it. That's life over. Yeah. He's got a record now. <clears throat> yeah. And more importantly, for these purposes, is a captive labour source. Yeah. Uh, off the back of swearing at a policeman. Yeah. Or near a policeman. Not even under the decency act. It doesn't have to yeah. be at the policeman. And Australians, as we know, swear just all the time. Yeah, (laughs) all the fucking time. And it's always like, it's also like extremely uh, vulnerable to that masterful cop move of like pulling you over or like holding you up 
for something completely uh, trivial and then badgering you. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, like the bully angry. who gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, are you threatening me, mate? Yeah. You see that video of the kid picking up trash in the US? Do you often find yeah. yourself in this kind of space, yeah, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Assholes. Yeah, there's a video of a kid picking up trash outside of his, uh, like, dorm in the US, and he's black, uh, but he's, like, he goes to the university, and, you know, he's picking up trash as part of, like, a, a work- Cleaning up the university kind, kind of, of thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Picking it up because there was trash there. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the cop- is like <clears throat> asking him for his ID and stuff, and he like gives him his ID, and it's like this doesn't have your address on it, and he's like, I live here, this is my fucking university, and the cop just keeps at him until he's standing in the middle of like six cops with their guns drawn, just being like, I didn't do anything, you're gonna fucking shoot me over this, and they're like, We need you to calm down, sir, and like that's the yeah. the lever of power. All of a sudden, oh, he was being irrational. He was waving his weapon around the fucking trash picker. Oh, up, yeah, the, the second thing. he starts getting yeah. angry, the cop is like, he's got a weapon and, and a metal object. I was in fear for my- I was in genuine and reasonable fear for my life. Yeah. yeah. Fuck off. And eventually, one of the guys who employ- is employing him to do the trash picking up thing, one of the student work liaison guys comes out and he's like shitting himself and being like, you just got to fucking calm down, please. Like, this isn't worth it or whatever. But yeah, that's the, that's the fucking technique is they can get you for something if they want to. Absolutely. It's often remarked that, like, you as a, a young white dude in the city, you can fucking get wasted and be an absolute fucking nuisance on, like, public transport and shit and just be irritating the fuck out of everybody, often scaring people or whatever, and, and get away with it. The no bre- trouble. But the second you're tipsy in public as an Aboriginal person, you get fucking locked Absolutely. up. Absolutely. The breadth of the law is enormous for these uh, things. Uh, you and I have an argument over the course of this recording and I storm out of the room. Mm-hmm. If you were to grab my wrist because yeah. you hadn't finished making your point, yeah. that's false imprisonment, right? Now, the odds are, obviously, that the police will not pursue that if I take it to them. Yeah. Um, but technically, legally, you could be charged with false yeah. imprisonment and that carries a sentence. Yeah, People, you, like, you break the law every day. Yeah, it's really designed. easy to do. It's a specifically the, designed so that they can pick anybody the, up. The assumption that is built into it is that these things will only be pursued under reasonable circumstances. Yeah. And that you can therefore make them very broad in order to ensure that the people who need to get caught do get caught. Yeah. But that's an assumption. And it's, yeah. There's absolutely... Uh, Every possibility there's that no that evidence. assumption is incorrect. Yeah, there's no evidence to support it. What there is is evidence to support that uh, the law operates that way with reasonably wealthy, kind of middle-class, acceptable Australians, maybe even on the lenient side. And so that in and the And the right of, sort of dignified poor person. You yeah, know? yeah. In the seat of... Labourer with a bad back and a faraway look in his eye. Yeah, yeah. So in the seat of power, like where the kind of Australian cultural power draws from... Those people are then on side with the cops and they're like, oh, it's just reasonable. You just talk to them. Yeah. You just explain things. They're very reasonable people. Police always do what I say. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we've seen in the US, like from that fucking Hillary Clinton memoir where she talks about the slaves that work at the fucking Arkansas uh, governor's mansion. Oh, I haven't uh, read Hillary's memoir. You'll have to inform me. Neither have I, but there's, uh, a, there's, a, there's a passage where she talks about how when uh, Bill was the governor of Arkansas, uh, they were they had slaves working for them, people who weren't paid, because uh, that's the, the ultimate 
goal is not to pay them, not just to underpay them, but not to pay them. Well, so it was for the honour of working in the governor's mansion or something. Yeah, like you get, it so you could reflects say on your, well on your on record. your CV that you can, that famous fucking exploitation tool, the curriculum <laughs> yeah, yeah. meter, yeah. It looks good on the CV. It probably looks good in front of a parole board or something like that. Basically, you go there, you do some gardening, maybe you help with the catering or whatever. So they had uh, black men, uh, yeah. all of them, uh, that would have been picked up for fucking weed offences, no doubt. Like, weed legislation in the US being the tool that's used to specifically target black communities for imprisonment. Uh, when the crack versus powdered cocaine yeah, distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was one of the most... Like, the the weed one on legislation looks mm. at least neutral. Yeah. The crack versus powdered cocaine was such a loaded piece of legislation. So I think- blatant yeah 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 i think that was built into that i think that was a bit more sinister even like that was when the cia was fully just into the idea of destroying black communities the weed thing has to look decent because it's just about being able to arrest any black person at any time you know part of the tissue of legislation that makes up that uh norm and and handy for going after people just on the left as well at large yeah 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 they can use it for political dissidents they can use it for anything Um, i i I don't happen to like marijuana very much mm. but there's a reasonable chance if you arrest a left-wing person that they will have some on them yeah yeah or that their (laughs) hair will test at least a good 20 percent chance for some drug yeah there's a decent hit rate and if not that then something else like i'm sure you can if it if it comes to that yeah 100 percent, it can be used for for political shit like that's the that's political imprisonment is always that sort of stuff oh you kept an untidy yard mm. 15 years in the dungeon you know uh but yeah that that fucking famous passage from the memoir where hillary clinton didn't as a normal person with a good moral compass would do say what the fuck is going on here i'm stopping this program uh she was like well it seemed to be dignified and whatever fucking stupid fantasy shit that she plays in her head the dignity of labor yeah but the my point being that the american model of forced prison labor is there as a roadmap for us if if you allow this shit to happen without pushback citizen citizen i'm blaming you this being an issue that i learned about (laughs) in the last week because i thought for all of our problems with our prison shit i didn't think that we had I did not realize yeah. we were doing this. I didn't realize we were doing commercial labor exploitation. Yeah, and I yeah, don't yeah. know why it feels so much more repugnant. I, I guess because there's there's a financial incentive to propagating it. Yeah. Uh, whereas under what I thought was going on, there was at least not really a financial incentive. It was more a case of like, well, these low cost things need to be assembled yeah. because they're a utility. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gross because you know that there are members of the government who are friends with the executive of uh, Qantas. Yeah, you know that they're personal and shares professional in friends. Yeah, yeah. and that they, they have direct non-public good interest in uh, allowing them to get away with cutting their labour costs. Also, the idea because the disabled workforce you mentioned earlier. Mm. They are on below minimum wage. There's a special yeah. disabled person's minimum wage, yeah. which is supposed to incentivize their employment. And it's low. Yeah. Well, it's the employer pays fuck all, right. and then the government pays so a does little the top bit. Up, yeah, so, yeah. 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 But that is hugely exploitative as the well. The idea like- that you would um, <clears throat> be just, I don't know, like scum enough to be like, mm. oh, do you know what? 
not it's good just enough. not enough exploitation. Yeah, yeah. I can because it is Ugh. legitimately like a, ch- a difference of like a dollar. Like I think the uh, employing disability, uh, employing disabled people to to do that sort of shit. I think it runs about six to seven dollars an hour from memory. So they're uh, looking at about a third of the minimum wage for their yeah for I, disability wage. I guess whereas it drops to a bit more than a quarter under the prison <laughs> it's pretty bad when you start breaking it down like that but uh yeah what a fucking hellhole it's just more america shit there's nothing new about it yeah it's the, the what what distresses me though is the way that it seeps in yeah well that uh, this has been happening for a really you know, long time dylan morin pointed out that the american empire is the most insidious empire in history mm. like as he said the british commanded the world very impressively you know marching in in red jackets and literally kind of annexing territory and yeah. Just abusing the shit out of the natives' people very directly into their face yeah. with whips and sticks and guns. Mm. So the Americans just sort of seep in around you like scum. Yeah. Just before you realise it, you're sitting in a cafe and you've lost the will to live. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking 100% right. It's the sort of dirt where, like, you notice a spot on your ceiling and then it's been propagating up there for months and it's like, you have to destroy the ceiling. Yeah. You can't clean this. The ceiling's gone. I'm sorry. It's American now. (laughs) It's, yeah. Killing the planet with diabetes and contempt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it. That's a, that's the fucking topic. That's the topic. What a, what a high energy note to end this on while you jet off to fucking Europe to sit in the sun. That's right. I'm going to check up on the Catalonian independence movement while yeah, I'm there. Nice. See how things are going. Pretend I'm doing some field reporting. Yeah. Um, I expect it's probably going badly. Uh, Process-wise, yes, but in terms of popular enthusiasm... Still there? Well, I'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, you can, I'll eat my yeah. way through the Pyrenees. Yeah. I hope, hope that that gives me enough of a fat coat for the rest of winter. I'm sure you'll manage it. It's easy. It's fucking so easy in Europe to just be a fat ass. Well, Spanish food intrigues me because Spanish food is actually anti-Semitic. Right? The, one, of the, one of the reasons why Spanish food is so heavy on pork really? is because of paranoia about Jews and Muslims that were living in secret amongst the community. Sure. So you would ferret them out by giving people delicious pork treats. Yeah. And if they didn't eat them, then it was an auto de fe. In the in the village square, Holy so shit. basically, yeah. like pretty shit for Christ- for Muslims and Jews, mm. awful for Christians who happen to just dislike the incredibly strong taste of pork. Yeah, which <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a lot of shit you'll be you'll be, be like being a man who hates beer <laughs> just has to keep. Mm. I've I've only been there a little bit, but like I've was able to find a bunch of shit that I liked. Uh, oh, I love um, pork. Oh right. Don't worry, don't get me wrong. (laughs) All right. Sweet. Ah, yeah. Well, then, fucking indulge. Indulge, indulge. Uh, It's easy as hell. I I ate a lot in Spain. Uh, Dear listener, you can email us on weaknessforbleakness at gmail.com. Did you check the email inbox before we did this record? I'll check it now. I'll check it while you're doing the outro. Yeah, all right. Uh, No tricks with the spelling, obviously. No tricks with the spelling. Uh, (laughs) Uh, 
if you are in Melbourne, you can come to the old bar on July, Wednesday, July the 17th uh, to see my band play. Wonderful bar, wonderful band. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a ripper. It'll be uh, good. Do remember to do your poo before you go. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got uh, unisex toilets upstairs now, which are quite good near the band room. But like, I've heard mixed reviews there. on the unisex toilets. Well, I mean, they're, they're a quite divisive good in the issue amongst the left. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess there's one that's painted in blue and there's one that's painted in pink if it bothers you. Uh, Doesn't bother, I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a boy. I'm like it's, the, not, it's not our problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying to the listener, if it bothers you, uh, you, can, you can go to the blue unisex toilet. But it's just, it's it's they're intact. You could take a shit on one if you so desired. Oh, right. Mm. The vandal psychos are afraid of the unisex toilet. Yeah. Didn't think of that. Makes a lot of sense. It does make sense. Uh yeah, uh, if you've got, you can follow us on Twitter, at Week for Bleak, I think is our Twitter handle. It I just, believe it is. It just posts episode updates when we upload them. Uh, yeah, I don't know when we'll be back. How long are you in Spain for, Darcy? Oh, only uh, only two and a half to three weeks. Yeah, okay, so you might be back a little bit before I leave, uh, potentially. Well, there might be one more before I go. Uh, but then it'll probably be hiatus until October. Now, where are you going? The US. Oh, yes, I forgot you're going to die in America. Yeah, yeah. So either October or never, as may be the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how are you going? I'm checking out. It's loading now. Maybe mm. if you didn't have a 4G wireless thing, wouldn't take forever to load Gmail. I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you on our wireless or are you on a... No, I forgot to translate over, so I'm on just 4G. To, yeah, to ship yeah. The normal one. Uh, right, right, right. I am not interested. I've already got the. Just, oh. What have we got? Oh, we've got uh, 66. Uh, those are from Twitter. Yeah, uh, no, so it's all good. Nobody has got in touch with us. Yeah, yeah, cool. As expected. <laughs> it's a sure bet not checking the email inbox before a record. <laughs> Uh, works every time. Uh, yeah, that's us. Thanks Please for Please do write in just to scare us. Yeah, you're allowed to just say, <laughs> just hey. To, just to make us feel stressed and under pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really take us to task for something that I fucking blundered into this week or something. I like it when you do, because it means I haven't. Or it usually means I haven't. I mean, look, as long as people understand that I'm a tactless moron and that I've come from a, a, a position of, like, privilege, which in this arena puts me at a position of disadvantage in that like the institutions of power spent like more Thank than a you. decade yes it is more difficult for us yeah yeah that's all i'm saying it's more it's all right difficult for you for guys you've been oppressed since like forever i'm just i'm just reinforcing your point that as what long I'm as i'm willing to apologize this is june and we are the atreides trying to find our way in a society and landscape we are ill-adapted for yeah all you freemen scurrying around avoiding the worms yeah <sighs> give us a break yeah. cut us some slack let us in why don't we get a crack at being the quizarts hotterock because oh. kieran we would be awful yeah yeah no it's fine i'm i'm happy being uh essentially useless to the culture I think that that's a fine position to be in uh, ladies and gentlemen otherwise in between and outside have a good one we'll see you in a little bit leave us alone <laughs>